0: All right, here we go!
1: Welcome to the
2: Film Filmcast with Mitch Habba and
1: Colin Ward.
2: Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, Tyson.
1: Here's your host, Kale Davidoff.
2: Well, guys, here we are. It's our 20th show. Can you believe it? I never thought I'd. Uh, I never thought when we sat down and started talking about it follows so many months ago that we would be 20 deep into this. But here we are, 20. How's it feel, guys? Pretty
0: good. Oh, so much stress. <laughs> Bro- broken limbs. <laughs> All, Bloods, the, all, the goes,
2: all the fighting that goes, all the fighting that goes before and after the show, that no one hears. You have no idea. Well, as usual, as for the twentieth time, this is the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for movie, TV news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff, and I am here as I am every week with my friends,
1: Colin Ward and Mitch Habba.
2: Every week we, got, we get together, uh, we talk about some movie news, but we also get together having seen the same movie to discuss it. We decided early on that every five episodes, though, instead of seeing a movie that's out in theaters now or that's new, we will, uh, we'll we'll watch a movie from back in the day, starting with the year 1990 and moving our way up every five episodes. So since this is the 20th show, um, that means we have made our way up to 1993, right? Yes. Is that true? So 1990, the movie was Ghosts. 91, the movie was Terminator 2. Uh ninety two, the movie was The Crying Game. And uh this week was our nineteen ninety three movie. And we watched Philadelphia, uh the uh, Tom Hanks Denzel Washington movie from nineteen ninety three that's on Amazon right now and we watched it and we will talk about it uh in the in the, the core crux of the show in a minute. But before we get there, let's talk about some movie headlines. Guys, it's been a it's been a really busy week. Um The one thing we for sure need to talk about, though, is uh, is the sad news that that Wes Craven passed away um, earlier this week. Um, Horror magician Wes Craven. I didn't even know, I feel, I just, I didn't know he was sick, Um, it was cancer, uh, um, and just kind of terrible, and it was was amazing to see the outpouring of affection over the internet for uh, someone who, especially for our generation, I feel like was really important to many people's imaginations and and movie going experiences. Do you guys, you guys have Wes Craven memories, movie memories?
1: Um, I've never been a huge horror fan. Um, I just know whenever I see his name, I think of nightmare on Elm street and Mm -hmm. scream. Mm -hmm. And I remember a long time ago, very young. Uh, I don't remember where I was, but I was in a bowling alley and we were like with my family and scream came on TV. on like Fox. It was like the first time that scream came on TV. And, like we my me and my sister were like scared of it so they had to like change the channel yeah <laughs> because yeah. it is that first scene of drew barrymore is scary oh,
2: yeah. i mean that's i i have uh i have very vivid memories of like going to the theater when scream 2 was out i didn't see it I, we, were, we were like six or seven years old back then and i remember just being freaked out by the posters and stuff so i, I don't know i was as a kid during this time i was I didn't indulge in horror. So I don't have these nostalgic memories of Wes Craven, but I obviously appreciate all that he brought to the world. Callan, are you yeah. a big Scream fan, Nightmare on Elm Street?
0: Um, When they were out, you know, yeah, again, I was too young to see them when they were out, and i too afraid to see them. But seeing them in later in life and you know, seeing Elm Street and him really establish like, so many of these types of characters that are so, like, iconic in horror films now you know like the the sassy black friend and like yeah i mean mean, he he's done all like these you know classic tropes and then to have scream and where he parodies all these tropes it's really cool just genius i mean it really comes full circle for him uh, in those movies
2: parody parodying but also like genuinely being scary. scary and being yeah. iconic I mean that scream ghost face or whatever you call it I mean how many of those do you see every year on mm-hmm. Halloween it's still really popular and still really iconic um, what a life I don't know it just you can't It's hard to measure what he's brought to that genre, especially. Mm -hmm. And the uh, MTV TV show Scream just
1: wrapped up the other day. Right,
2: yeah, that was going on. I -hmm. I I thought that he had a big hand in that, but I I think... I don't know if he did or not. I think now we're finding out he really did it. And also, I mean, that should be mentioned on this Detroit podcast, that uh, Scream 4 was shot in Ann Arbor. Yeah, Um, that was shot here. You no, know, a lot of people that worked on that, and so many people had a pleasant time working on it. So
1: yeah, I just don't think anybody went and saw it. They, <laughs> they, they probably not. But you know, I,
2: I heard if, you, if you're a big fan, I haven't seen Scream before, but if you're a big fan of, of the franchise, uh, I
1: hear it actually is
2: okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Than three. A movie. Yeah. yeah,
0: he um, also directed the lovely Gloria Stefan Meryl Streep movie, Music of the Heart. Oh.
1: <laughs> he, was, he was very good at um, like finding young talent. I know that. I mean, Johnny Depp, his first film, gets. Nightmare on Elm mm-hmm. Street gets pulled into a bed and liquefied. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? yeah. yeah oh, that, yeah. Like okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more blood than any human has inside. Me, <laughs> still a crazy scene.
0: No, I'm just I'm looking at his filmography right now. It's you know, Vampire in Brooklyn, Scream, Scream Two, Music of the Heart, <laughs> <laughs> Scream Three, Cursed. <laughs> in there this lovely violin drama (laughs) (laughs)
1: what a name what a what a name for a horror like pioneer too. west it's very uh it's almost made up
2: so uh cheers to you west we'll we'll dedicate this this podcast to you yeah thank you um so, there's, uh, like I said, there's been a lot of news in the last week or so in film and TV and all this stuff. I think one of the things that stuck out in my, I, one of the things I got excited for, I should say, and we'll hear, what, I want to hear what you guys think about this, is that Amazon is developing a Galaxy Quest TV show. So, this, this is, I, I mean, it. look, this is Amazon, you know, trying to kind of do what Netflix is doing, I think, which is reviving, you know, what had American Summer, uh, these, you know, getting properties that are already, that were popular. Uh, probably getting them for cheap and then yeah. you know trying to bank off of it. Cult um, classic movies. Yeah, um, I freaking love Galaxy Quest. I think it's, I don't know. I always thought it's it's that great balance of like adventure and the comedy is amazing. Mm. Uh, what do you? I mean, you guys. What do you guys? Th- First, what do you think of Galaxy Quest? And then we'll see what you guys think about this idea of an Amazon TV show based on it. And
0: the Galaxy Quest movie was so funny. <laughs> I mean it is it's thrilling but it's also it does such a great job lampooning not only sci-fi but you know hollywood and actors actors it's it's so great
1: i um i remember seeing it in theaters when i was really young not getting it uh, entirely obviously um but seeing it later down the line and loving it um sam rockwell's character is the best he's, he's the great. absolute he plays best the red he shirt. plays the red shirt the I mean, red it's amazing, shirt and just like no i can't go out there i can't you can't send me out there i'm gonna die you know what happens to me and he's just freaking out the entire movie <laughs> but yeah and then and alan here, rickman
2: yeah. what alan, yes. alan rickman totally steals the shirt. Oh, like yeah, he is amazing rickman. in that i don't know um <laughs> never give up, never surrender. I mean, it's, yeah, I I, I really love that man. Like Detroit Detroiter, Tim Allen is the big star in that. And uh, so, I which begs the question is what do you guys think? What, what do you imagine? Do you imagine that they are trying to get Tim Allen to come back and, and do a, a TV show over this? Or you think they're gonna do the actual Galaxy Quest TV show and just be funny with it? I mean, is that a possibility? Like the show that's in the movie?
1: Hmm. I don't oh. know. It could go either way. I would like to see Tim Allen, and you know. The original cast come back, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if they, they would do, do that it. for TV. They're I mean, I don't, I don't think <laughs> you see Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, <laughs> <Yeah>. Tim Allen, <laughs> Sam
2: Rockwell to do an Amazon TV show. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I I'm to put it past Amazon, but yeah, um, that's true. What you, it, it, Tim Allen's an interesting like he basically hasn't really done much. I mean, since ten years. I mean, he's been doing am- animated stuff. I mean, He's still doing the Toy Story stuff in the last years or commercials. so, commercials commercials, things like that pure michigan stuff but you know i don't i'm just looking at it, a little quick look at this i mean i feel like that was his last i mean you talk about the santa claus movie santa. sure but <laughs> it really it's like after uh after galaxy quest there was the shaggy dog joe somebody do you guys remember that joe somebody no that, like, no somebody, it's pretty bad movies i just think that galaxy quest was like
1: that's that's the, the, that's the, the tim group. allen that i really love
2: yeah. and like i wish yeah. he did more of that sort of thing i don't know I think he shows off his comedic chops yeah. in that movie for sure. Definitely.
1: But he'll always be Buzz Lightyear. I mean,
2: yeah, and Tim Taylor.
1: Tim the Tool Tooling. Time
2: Taylor. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure uh, if, if this ever if this ever comes to fruition, I'll be the first one to be blogging about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe the only Personally, one. Maybe the only yeah. one. Um, so. Uh, the, the, another thing that caught my attention so, Kyle, me and I, you and I are actually talking to see if this was real or fake or not I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting the impression this is a real thing, because Yahoo News and a bunch of other sites are, are reporting this is real this is the first image, we're looking at it of Michael Fassbender from the Assassin's Creed movie that, that's beginning to film yeah. um, Assassin's Creed, is, uh, as many of you know is a video game very popular video game series that I have not played actually, oh really? <clears throat> you two have?
1: Yeah. yeah. I played the first one and the second one and okay. Then just watch people you don't play the need
2: old. To play any other yeah, ones. After yeah, no, I know. Um, it's Marion Conti- <laughs> Contiard is uh, supposedly in this movie. Cotillard, Cotillard. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Michael Fassbender. It looks. Look. What do you think of this image, guys? I mean, what do you think?
1: And it looks like Altair. Is that the character's name? Though. Yes. I think it
2: looks cool. <laughs> I mean, I when I first heard Michael Fassbender was gonna be playing this character, I, I didn't really see it visually. Having not played the game, I didn't see it visually like coming together. But I think he looks badass. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know my saying, it's a picture. <laughs> and, of course. and that being it's said, a it's a weird, weird picture. Like, if it's not, it is, if it is legitimate, yeah, it is, I don't know. It looks, it, it looks
2: very, like fan art. I mean, it does look a little photoshoppy. Yeah. Um, um, Mitch, what do you, what do you, what do you gather from this?
1: Like you said, it's a picture. I mean, I don't see which which one are they going to go from the first one or the second one, and if they're going to go from any of them, are they going to include the like? The, twist, pre- yeah, the like whole, the, the entire premise? Yeah. Or are they just going to go with the past? You know, like the
2: Crusades? Yeah. Um. What I'm really getting to is... You think this this movie has a shot at being really good?
0: Who's the director attached to it? I don't know.
2: Who is the director attached Probably to it? Probably okay.
1: Because Michael Fassbender is pretty much good in everything he's in. And he tends to be someone who who won't pick a movie if it's garbage? Can we think of a garbage Michael Fassbender movie right now? No.
2: I suppose you're right. I can't really think um, of one. That... Do you know who
1: directs it? The director of Macbeth. <laughs>
2: you're oh. kidding me. You're, so we were we were joking that it looks like Macbeth. <clears throat> Marion Cotillard is in it. She's Jean-Claude. also in. She's also in <laughs> Macbeth. Uh, it's like they just they just went from one thing to another well that's nah, interesting I've I've seen the Big Beth trailer you guys have seen it came with the, the extended one was, the new one it looks, looks yeah. awesome Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. looks really cool I mean it's very, very if anything visually it looks amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah so that gives me even more hope I think right
1: yeah and because I mean, there well, has we'll m- see how Big Beth turns out oh you know? we will
2: see you know again we're judging we're judging movies on trailers and pictures but Colin what were you gonna say
0: I mean and what what I heard too it's, this gets me ex- more excited I think Marion was a new addition to Assassin's Creed, if I remember correctly. I think there was someone else in place. And I heard Marion had not a great time, allegedly, on the Macbeth set because it was pretty grueling. Hmm. But it makes me happy to see that she's returning with the director because I respect Marion's work and I respect her opinion and her craft to return to someone who she finds, I guess, you know, Good to work with is it makes me happy, and that director I think was only done like two. Yeah. So
1: what has he done? Because in the Macbeth trailer, they want to point out uh, he is a critically acclaimed director, and I have never heard of him (laughs) in my life. (laughs) It's (laughs)
2: Justin Kurzel. Kurzweil. Kurzel. He's. And what did he do? A short called Blue Tongue. He did... Never heard of it. Snowtown Murders. I
1: have heard of that. That apparently is a very
2: disturbing movie based on a true story. The Turning. Never heard of it. And then Macbeth. And now Assassin's Creed. Interesting. So, I don't know. We'll see. I I, want to bring... I thought... I just like to bring this up because I love bringing this conversation to the table amongst friends all the time, which is that there's never really been a great... Movie based on a video game. We're still waiting for it. I feel like there's been close ones. It comes to mind, Tomb Raider. Like that, it's good. I, I don't think it's it ages an well, movie, and it's just yeah. a, it's just like a, an action movie. Yeah. Um, other than that, you're really you're pulling you're pulling, you're pulling from a pool of uh, Resident Evils and mm-hmm. Hitman's and a really terrible Super Mario Brothers movie oh, yeah, that's just that's... obscene. <laughs> um, you know, Pixels, if you want to throw that into the mix. You you mentioned earlier Mortal Kombat. Now, that's a movie that I have nostalgic...
1: It's so bad.
2: <laughs> ...love for, but it is not a good movie, you know? Um, which is actually a movie that... That's when I like to see them try out again. Is the, the, moral, the characters are cool. I feel like you could do a really good movie with Mortal Kombat mythos.
0: There's so many characters. There are so, so many characters,
2: like... but... I mean, what do you guys, do you, is, there, is there a, a video game, I got two questions for it. Is there a video game movie you think is great? And, and is there a video game movie you want to see made? And is Assassin's Creed going to be this movie that's like, holy crap, video game movies are, are a possibility?
0: I think that in the past five to ten years, there's been so many great video games with great stories. that I think this is like a huge untapped market. Free for movies i mean there's
1: first, great, com- there are, first they went for comic
0: books
2: but they, no, well, they but really know but they i don't know if it's untapped they do try there's more than <laughs> these than you think i mean <gasps> doom i mean that comes to mind that was, a, that was a huge franchise with a really shitty movie
0: but but it, it, in the past you know five or so years i mean think the great video the great games, video with, games story, yeah. with stories skyrim <laughs> bioshock fallout the last of, last us, of us um uncharted all really great stories with dynamic cinematic, characters in it Very cinematic. Movies. halo even yeah
2: the halo um, is one that's like well they, they they've been trying i mean neil blomkamp tried mm-hmm. to make one also i don't know if you guys have seen the the, the halo 5 cinematic thing with nathan fillion let no, no. go look that up afterwards very cool it's almost a movie in itself. Yeah. I like to see Halo be an animated movie. That's what I like to try. But but I like what you're saying. You're, it's, it's true. Is it's that...
0: a huge untapped market. There, these are these are original stories with stylistic like marks all over it, and you can have a lot of fun with it. And I mean, you have a huge fan base for them too. So, is there a video game
1: movie that you'd like to see
0: made? Yeah, I I think Bioshock would translate really well um, to screen. Just that's stylistically,
1: stylistically, that's my answer to Yeah, that would that, be pretty. That great. story blew me away yeah. when I was playing it, and um, they were in talks for the longest time of making one. And like, you had like Gore Verbinski, mm-hmm. you mm. had Guillermo del Toro, and it just went back and forth, back and forth, and then it eventually just yeah. disappeared. It, have you played it?
2: I have not played Bioshock. That is
1: a game you need to play. I think that's a game everyone should play. Yeah, uh, it's so style, like stylized, just awesome. Game design and the story is like holy shit. Like you, you get to a certain point where you have no clue what is <laughs> like going to happen next, and it's awesome. Very and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game. I mean, it wouldn't ugly, wouldn't, but beautiful. Yeah. It would
0: take a pretty, I think, talented screenwriter to make this movie. That's essentially it's one character. And he doesn't interact per
1: se with a lot of other characters. He's almost like a Mad Max. Picker. He doesn't well, well, speak. So this is
2: why I think or, maybe maybe this is the real question. Why do you think it's so hard to make these right? There's so many. There are a lot of video game movies, and they all suck most of the time. Why is it hard? Is it hard because I, I my theory on it is that when you play a video game, you, regardless if it's like a linear story or an RPG, you, you are the character. Yeah, no matter the what character. the writers put into it, the person playing it is the character. So that. It, it you have to put that personality into the into the story, and you don't get that in a movie. You have to you you're taking something that everyone has experienced differently, mm-hmm. and, and maybe like a book, but not really like a book, depending on the way the book is written. But like you have to translate that as a screenwriter, it's very difficult. I think it's and you we, the classic example is Zelda mm-hmm. because Link doesn't fucking speak. You know mm-hmm. how do you you can't do a movie like that? So now you no. have to change the whole thing yeah. over again. You know you have yeah.
0: to. I mean, especially with Op these open world games like um like elder scrolls too i mean right. it's super cinematic but that game depends on so much your ch- your personal choice yeah. there's so many side missions it's like what one would you include in everyone has their own favorite direction to take in those types of open world games that It's like it's hard to pin down a lot
1: of deleted scenes where you're going to grab a book for someone <laughs> yes um. a lot of Tomb exploring. <laughs> yeah. and... Oh, another skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Um I think the only like games that could be successfully adapted into movies are ones where the main character speaks and has a distinct character. Like you said like the Drake's Uncharted series, like he is like He's basically Indiana Jones, but younger. Yeah, yeah yeah, and right he's now. yeah, yeah. funny and, you know, athletic and charming and, you know, just tons just very fun. Which but... is why
2: I think Tomb Raider works. That kind of. Like that movie works because it's that character is that's who it is, yeah. you know. It's especially Uncharted
0: the... is basically a male, male Tomb Raider. Male yeah. <laughs> Tomb Raider, right. Well, yeah, especially the newer Tomb Raider that came out a few years ago. That was I mean, super cinematic yeah. and Lorecraft was such a Great character in that, mm-hmm. and that was an origin story for the video game
2: too. Oh, was it? That's right. Yeah, it was an incredible right, video yeah. game.
1: Hmm. All right.
2: Well, I, I, um, I don't know. I, I actually think though that uh, maybe it's on the opposite out of that too. Like the possibilities of a good video game movie would be one where there isn't really a main character, which would be like Grand Theft Auto, where that's you. You can make a Fast and Furious kind of movie based on Grand Theft Auto, and it wouldn't even have to. That world is so vast and personal that. You could just write any story and call it Grand Theft Auto and have people stealing cars and then you're basically selling a brand. I think that could work. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of tried to do that with Doom a little bit too, which was like they just kind of took the name and then made a movie yeah. <laughs> with like aliens. And then Have you guys seen Doom? Yes, I saw it in theaters. the, the, the... The only thing I loved about that movie was the first-person shooting thing. It was kind of cool. That was was kind of. It
1: looked, but watching it again, it does not look good. No, but it was was a cool (laughs) idea that wasn't well executed. So I don't know. It was like, hey guys, I think that um, the game part. Yeah, Yeah, right. right.
2: (laughs) That would be the. It's almost the equivalent of like, oh, it's a Zelda game where like the Link character goes into a shop and just breaks all the all, all the pottery for no reason, you know what I mean? Like, that would be stupid. Like, you throw that in there for the gamers to love, but everyone else is like, what the hell, is- why are we watching that? I mean, That'd be funny. Yeah, as, like as a that. screenwriter,
0: feel- you really could have a lot of fun with it, too. Going off yeah. of your, like, Grand Theft Auto thing, there's so many opportunities to put in little bits of, like, Things that make Grand Theft Auto great into your movie just for
2: like a, like, like Lego ten, like, like a Lego 10 movie. second exactly. like they did a lot exactly. of that they just threw in ships that you recognize yep. and stuff like that yeah I mean for sure um, so I mean I really think it's a huge untapped market but it is and, diff- I think it is difficult I think we've uh, yeah. for sure difficult. yeah so it we'll takes see. talent I, think. I have I have hopes I think like you're saying too I think I think Michael it's like you trust him right he wouldn't do a shitty movie right <laughs> it's like we're, we're like thinking he that he could he could but
1: you know Hey, I, I trust him. I think <laughs> I've never met the
2: man, but we'll I trust see. him. Has anyone going to see? Is anyone going to see Hitman Forty Seven? Maybe that'll be our <laughs> movie name. <now. laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> um, what else happened this week? Um, I think this is this is fun to talk about just because it gives me a little satisfaction as as the. Uh, video music awards were this Sunday Miley Cyrus was hosting and they dropped 40% in, in rating um, from last year's show do you know what killed it do you know did you hear what, mm-hmm. the, Fear the Walking, Fear the Walking yep. Dead which, which is... was
1: down like 30% also
2: from the first week um, I think, that's, ex- I think that's, that's probably expected but, but like still. at the same time it's it's interesting that it beat the video music awards um, did you guys watch mm-hmm. it I've never I think ever in my life sat through one of those I think it's I always it's clips. always clips it's always clips it was funny I wasn't watching either of those as they as they premiered but I was getting the VMA clips as things were going like I was just on I was editing this Spartan video I, I made and I I was just finding these clips being posted on so like I was almost watching it people would be like oh here's what Miley did here's what Kanye said oh look at Nicki Minaj calling out Miley which was really stupid um I don't know I get a lot of satisfaction of knowing that not a lot of people were watching that I don't know about yeah, you yeah me too because <laughs> i think it's all i gotta say <laughs> I it's like that. mostly utter crap uh, yeah, that yeah. goes on there and it's
1: all just shock i mean it's that's how it's been it's, the past yeah, since like madonna and britney kissed it's just been shock what like, can we do to what solve can war? we do yeah. to make people talk about mtv for the next two weeks
0: well and it's a shame too that i mean i think it's down for a few reasons one i mean MTV doesn't
2: even fucking show videos anymore. Yeah, so. and do we
1: need awards for uh, video? Yeah, for music videos? And
2: well, maybe. I mean, you could do it well. Yeah, not in this way. I not mean, the this Grammys form.
0: award two oh, Grammy awards for their music videos, right? Short form and long form, right? But um, and then too, I I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but and I had this discussion with a few other friends fairly recently. I think this is in. I swear this is not me trying to sound like a music snob, because I I love my guilty pop music. Sure. I think this is one of the worst times in memory for top forty
2: music. I 100 percent agree. It's like awful. I, yeah, no, there's no question about it. Yeah, no, I agree. And even for even for music videos in general, mm-hmm. I think it's a, kind of a lost art. Maybe mm-hmm. I think it's, I think as the digital age has kind of helped music, or sorry, it helped movies in the terms of like you know talented filmmakers can get out there more easily and make movies and we get to see more talent on YouTube and stuff i think the music video artistry is kind of faltered a little bit because i think a lot of people nowadays a lot of musicians think it's like just pick it's up a easy. camera let's and just just, get yeah, a few let's cameras, just yeah. Let's just
1: We'll get one location and we'll shoot it seven times in different angles and we're good.
2: Yeah, I mean, what did Nicki Minaj win? Was it was it Anaconda? Oh, was God. that a- which <laughs> was a hugely
0: watched music
2: video? Well, I, I right, wonder why. Reason, right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> it's like not a good. It's 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 not a good music video. Not a good, more, a good song either. No, it's, not a good song. either. Half so, that
0: song was written twenty years ago. <laughs> so. so I don't know.
2: I thought that that was I thought that was a uh, interesting TV news that that. People aren't watching. I mean, I don't think MTV, like you're saying, MTV is not what it used to be. It no. doesn't even mean anything to most of these people anymore, especially kids. Kids don't give a shit about that. But, they mm-hmm. want to watch music videos. They go on Vivo. They go on YouTube. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I'm uh, I get it's some, not, I get some satisfaction. It's just
1: like not, it's not important anymore.
2: I mean, yeah. you could put,
1: that that's the whole reason behind music videos. Is the point you know, put example example. The Anaconda video. I mean, it's a huge advertisement for her body and like and the why. other products and the it. other products yeah, that are in, in it. Close yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's it means nothing. I remember like the days of like music videos, and I'd always watch them and be like, "Oh, I I can remember music videos." Do you guys remember "Who the Reason" video? Yes. What a shitty song, but I remember <laughs> that video. <laughs> well, in like when you know
0: Carson Daly would do the top ten music videos every day and these were
1: things and people
2: would watch that
1: and TRL man
2: yeah I would get home every day and watch TRL
1: absolutely
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know what happened there Total Request Live
2: Mm -hmm. well YouTube became TRL basically yeah pretty
1: much you can now choose whatever you want to watch
2: and you can see what's most popular by hard facts yep more than Whatever what, I don't even know what was the metric they used. I don't even. I don't know uh, <laughs> Nielsen ratings. Most yeah, most, no, I most don't know, voting. Huh? I, don't, I have no. I don't yeah, know. I guess
1: maybe you've called in and voted. Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe a decibel level for how loud you scream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they well, would
0: uh, they would interview <laughs> musical artists, and I mean that was
2: that no, was, it was good. It was it was That's,
1: yeah, that's over. Those days are over now. Yeah. It's all about just churning out what hits you know and that, like you said digital age uh good for movies and that people can get out there and stuff making a movie is a hundred times harder than making a song i think
2: well you need more it's you, you need, need money. more people you need, you more, need people. more money yeah, of course yeah it's i mean it's, well, it's a you know something's two minutes and one thing's two hours i mean of yeah, course yeah, yeah. but yeah well that's a whole other i mean that, that's another podcast yeah, that's I'm another not, I'm
0: so. <laughs> yeah i don't want to like trash any like really actually talented and like good musicians that are around nowadays there's so many still it's just unfortunate that the top 40 has become rap songs about what you have and what you don't and pop which, songs yeah. about you know They're breakups and for- revenge very it's
1: forgettable
2: which which sucks though because there is such there's such great rap out there and i, there I is. think i mean i don't know if this can i don't know if this is a statue of uh time period for these awards or not but Jake Cole's album last year for Hills, I mean, I think that album I, th- I might be wrong. I think that didn't have a single, which was interesting. I don't know if they did that inten- intentionally or not, but it's kind of an it's kind of like I don't know, sad, but also that music video. Again, I don't know if it if it aligns with the timing, right? Have You ever seen that music video for GOMD? No. All right, I'm going to send it you guys like it's a great music video. like that's a good f- short film kind of music video that I love. So, there is good stuff out there. Just MTV doesn't seem to give a shit about any of that, yeah. which is annoying. But mm-hmm. so Maybe, maybe these low ratings will uh, have them change their mind. I don't know. Maybe they'll find a different way to do this next year. We'll see.
1: I heard Miley Cyrus sing Jolene once, and I really enjoyed it. So I don't like all this pop crap that she does. So. She's a really good singer. Yeah. I actually like.
2: Mind. I actually don't like hate Miley Cyrus. Oh, I humor.
0: I think Miley Cyrus as a person is way better than Miley Cyrus as like the performer artist. The like. Shock. Yeah, performer. I I mean, I think what she says in interviews is really great and sometimes even profound, but sometimes she just does stuff and I'm like, Oh, you're just really trying to like get people to pay attention to you right now. And it's like like your talent and what you say publicly would make me want to follow you more.
1: I'd be like super happy if she just went back to country, like all country.
2: I mean, when she did um, Paul Simon uh, on a, The SNL 40 thing? is yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, love that. I, I think. She's, she's
0: very nice, too. I mean, she's, don't get me wrong. I love myself some Party in the USA. Yeah, and of course. She does. Some Wrecking
1: Ball. Well, yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> no, no. well
2: that's that. That's the VMAs.
1: That's our section on music yeah. on the uh, Woodward's Filmcast. <laughs> and and, and, and my
2: uh, recommendation this week is LOL with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, We'll get to recommendations later, but um, <laughs> let's get to let's get to our movie of the week, guys. Okay. Let's just get into that. It's uh, we we decide, like we said earlier. Uh, every five shows, we're starting from 1990. We're going up. This week, uh, because of math, was 1993 as our 20th show. Um, and uh, Colin, you actually picked. We were kind of we we're gonna do this thing where we kind of cycle every every three years. Um, for well, three, <laughs> you know, every five shows three years of movies, and you picked Philadelphia. I did. Well, um,
0: nineteen ninety three is a great movie for a great year for movies. I mean, yeah, too. I mean, yeah, yeah Schindler's, Schindler's List, list Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, <laughs> I I made a list of all the, these great movies that came out in two thousand three, and there's so I, many, I but that. unfortunately, there's not a lot on the streaming, which made me upset because there was definitely some that i wanted to watch but i mean philadelphia is it's a pretty great movie i think and i'm happy i was happy to see it was on amazon because it was on netflix for a while and then they pulled it off. I don't
2: know. And this is not a stipulation for our uh, our, our classic movie roundtable discussions, but I have not seen Philadelphia, just like I had not seen The Crying Game or Neither Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mitch, says so this was your first time seeing Philadelphia. Collins, you had seen Philadelphia before. Yeah, yeah, probably like six years ago. Okay, but, yeah. okay. So you know, fresh enough. You didn't see it when you were like five, or anything, <laughs> <No>. right? Okay, <laughs> which I couldn't imagine watching this movie. I, I would like to say too, before we get into the discussion, that I I, uh, I watched it this morning. Waking up and watching Philadelphia is just not the best way to start your day because it is a sad movie. Um, and we will we will talk about it. So let's go let's go around. I mean, uh, Mitch, first time seeing it, what were your initial thoughts of, of Philadelphia?
1: I really liked it from the start. Um, Bruce Springsteen's like "Streets yeah. of Philadelphia," which song, won an Oscar. That won the Oscar. I thought Neil Young's "Philadelphia," which was also not made, was also an extremely beautiful song. Um, but uh, that's starting like beginning uh, sequence with the credits and just driving through the streets of Philadelphia and people and that I was like already in it Mm -hmm. I love the song already I love the font I love (laughs) you know I just loved how it started and um, you know it's a little there are times where it feels very dated uh, this 90s early 90s kind of feel to it still looks like it's in the 80s Um, but no I I really really enjoyed it I think the um, acting is superb the direction is great writing and just the message you know toward the end of it you, you know a lot of characters change and um kind of just feels like like a human story
2: mm-hmm. colin yeah. um so you, you you'd seen this movie years ago i have yes and uh did you, did you have different I find this when I've seen movies that either at the end of high school or early college and then see them now. I have a different view of them, mm-hmm. especially a movie that's deep like this, that yeah. has a message that's very you know clear and sometimes hard to understand maybe when you're younger. I don't know. I feel like if I, if I had seen this in high school, I would have had a different way of looking at it than I do now. Yes. Did you find it different this time around?
0: I I got the essential um, when I saw it you know, five, six years ago. I, I think I took away the essential core message of it. But watching it this time, there was definitely stylistic choices that stuck out to me more um performance choices that resonated with me even more um in particularly the close-ups on people's faces yeah, um, right. that, i mean right. i'm sure we'll get into this right. more but um the reasoning behind that stuck out to me more and and i think it's even though it, it was you know what is it now 20 something years ago this movie 22 22 I think there is still some, you know, cultural relevance to it. And I think what this movie did for talking about HIV and AIDS at, in 1993 was such a watershed moment. I mean, I think it's, if it was released today, it would be pretty tame, but back in 93, this was a huge, huge deal. For sure. um, And yeah, yeah. And, um, the casting of Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington is so smart. I mean, you have this taboo subject that people want to swipe underneath the rug back in that day. And so it's like, okay, let's get two hugely bankable movie stars and, you know, we'll throw in Bruce Springsteen too. Why not? And have people see this movie. I mean, it it's touching and smart and approaches the subject i think in a really accessible way for people who might shy away from it
2: yeah i think i that's what i got from watching it um was that i, I realized that it, it it it, this is a movie that um walks the line of of uh, art film and you know marketable film perfectly it's, a, it's an art film, especially for the time, in terms of content and message, I think, is, and in, in in terms of aesthetic and choices and stuff like that. But it, it also, like you're saying, it, it's it got two huge actors in it that were popular at the time and were even more popular because of this movie. Um, it has a whole other... The whole cast is great, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it's got these pop artists making music for it. And, and so... Because it, it, you need that. I feel... like When I was watching, I was like, I understand why they, they need people to want to go see this movie, right? Because you can't, you don't want the people that will, that will see this movie to see it, you want people that won't, right? You want, you don't want to preach to the choir, you want to get people in it who are, are, don't understand these the, the the situation, or don't, you know, have gay people in their life, or know anyone with HIV, you want people, everyone to see it, and that's what they did, and I think they do a great job of that, I think it's accessible to everyone, mm-hmm. that's what's really cool about this movie, I think it's still accessible today, I think it's kind of dated, but not in terms of message at all, not in terms of The way they portray certain things. I did think, I didn't really, to be honest with you, I knew this was about AIDS, but I didn't know much about it. I was worried the first half of the movie that they weren't going to explicitly say that he was gay. I thought it it seemed like that. They don't really talk about it until like the second half of the Mm -hmm. movie. So I I was like, oh God, this is so dated because they won't even talk about the fact that he's gay, even though it's obvious. Um, You know, with Antonio Banderas and that character, it was obvious they were together, but they never said that we're gay. Anyways, I'm glad they did, and they did it, and there was the whole, you know, it kind of turned into that. I didn't even think it was about that. I didn't think it was about, uh, you know, homosexual life in, in the '90s. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was about that at all. I, but I'm glad it was. I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't just like they weren't they weren't like not talking about it. So I think yeah. I applaud I like that. I like that. I like didn't...
1: that about it because it was like, oh, well, this is normal life. Exactly. exactly. Right. This, this yeah. Is normal yeah. life. Right. You know. Like we don't we don't, don't, have we to don't be need told. to say it. Yeah. yeah. We don't need the scene where it's like you have HIV.
0: It's yeah, and then hard. a breakdown scene. It's yeah. like it's you know, it's first, first three minutes we know yeah. it's. Right. I mean, I think that take is super super modern. Yeah. Rather than if this was made, no, I agree <laughs> yeah, made today, not... there there will be like this big reveal and this yeah. discovery and this crying scene and. Yeah, 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 yeah like
1: yeah. straight out of content almost. Mm-hmm. But that was different yeah. in the sense. Yeah. But yeah.
2: Yeah, Um and so I so I I really liked it. I did like that. I did notice a lot of the choices. I think that I. Again, if I saw this movie when I was younger, I probably wouldn't know. But the, what, what it's obvious this this uh, director um, John, uh, Jonathan is it Demi? Demi. It's Demi. Yeah. yeah right. Demi. Very obvious choice. I think to to the average movie going uh, movie goer, it would be obvious to know that like there's a lot of close ups of faces in this movie. Like mm-hmm. it's jarring almost. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you guys take from that in terms of choice and reason?
0: I this time watching it, not only is it lot of close ups of faces. It's almost looking you right in the eye. It's part of you for sure. And it made me this time watching it made me think look at someone when you're talking to them, know them, connect with them. Don't don't see something and turn away. Don't see something and put a preconceived notion on it. No be be eye. at yeah. with this person yeah. uh, which you know six seven years ago I, that went right over my head but watching this this time it was mm-hmm. that message was super profound with me
1: yeah um, it was like they were speaking directly to us yeah i mean they were like challenging us with important questions and at that time that most people didn't have to deal with um but you know like the scene when um Denzel Washington is making his opening statement or opening case, like in the courtroom. It's a long, like, scene of him just talking directly to us. Like, this is the point. Like, Like you're the jury, man. Yeah, you're the jury. Like, the fact is he was, or the fact, our case is he was fired because of this. Like, you have to determine whether he was fired for other reasons. And just, you know, looking straight at these people in their eyes is like a very. It's a great choice because it, you know, that, I think that was obviously Demi's intent to, like, this is a human story that's happening now. Like, it's, it's we can't, we're not going to dramatize this. Like, this is happening to people today.
2: So. So I don't know if this is a direct influence on this movie, but you know, you talk about that first opening scene thing, um, which is what's the first thing that Denzel Washington says to the jury? Do you guys remember this? I'm pretty sure this is the first line he says. This is not like a movie or a TV show that you've watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was so funny and probably amazing for 1993 because, you know, that's their way of saying in the movie, look, this isn't... And I've noticed that throughout the whole movie. They try to be as realistic about a court scene as possible Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. court drama is something that's so fabricated in film. And when you start thinking about the most famous court scenes in movie history, especially up to this point, to me, it's, or it's court movies, to me, without a doubt, to this point, it was probably To Kill a Mockingbird. And I find a lot of similarities between the stories. Um, and I, the theme of To Kill a Mockingbird, of course, is you don't really understand a man until you look at it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found that style choice to to be a thing of, which is, you get to see this story in this movie from everyone's, literally from everyone's point of view. And I think that's really cool, and I and I, I don't know if that's a direct influence on the filmmakers, but um, I got that connection. And that's an important part of life, and it's an important part of the story, and that's Denzel Washington's character's, you know, up and down story in this movie, is that he sees it one way, and by the end of the film, you hope that he sees it the other way, because he lived it through someone else's mm-hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I know I thought that was thought that was cool. Um I
1: think one of the most going on that close up the one of the most powerful scenes is after um Tom Hanks's character meets with Denzel Washington for the first time to like say will you will you um will you represent me this is like the night you're the ninth person I've come to and everybody said no and he leaves the office and he's just like standing outside the door just like staring mm. forward just looking around like completely distraught and lost and like nobody's gonna help him yeah and it's just that that was one of the most powerful scenes because i mean i i get why he won the academy award uh, a lot of people criticize it because it's like oh you know there were other people liam neeson and, yeah. and a bunch of other people and but tom hanks does such a great job I don't know I
2: think it's a really really hard role to do and I think that he did an incredible (laughs) job I think I think the makeup too
1: it helps obviously it helped
2: him a lot which is whatever that's part of the role and he lost a ton of weight I was gonna is that true he he looked really unhealthy I mean he looked really unhealthy Um, I thought he did a good job I mean look I I imagine that the opera scene in this movie probably won it for Mm him Mm -hmm. and it's powerful it was almost powerful to the point where like I didn't want to watch it I don't know why yeah it was it so got, sad it, got it was like uncomfortable it did get uncomfortable I think like a- it, I think it, it intentionally went on too long to like make you feel uncomfortable because you know he knows he's dying yeah and, like he knows he's gonna be dead Yeah, right so I'm trying to at-
1: get the point off to that's also an extremely powerful scene yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, that, right especially right after when Denzel like he just he's got to go and he goes home. He's well, yeah. gotta go home and hug his, hug his kid, kid and, and his wife and his wife and he's <laughs> about to like go back into the into the apartment to like help tom hanks but mm-hmm. then he realizes like no well yeah as
0: okay. much as a scene for that was for tom hanks and he does all the talking in that scene essentially that scene is like huge for denzel washington's character it's like this is that moment in his life where he realizes like what this the, guy is yeah, like right. who he is. And I mean that's that's the whole point of the movie really. Right. And
2: then Yeah. And, and we should I mean Tom Hanks won again the next year. Yeah. Which I that
1: one I don't agree with. <laughs> yeah yeah. You can't get bad, that
2: one, yeah. <laughs> well I think it's easy to I think it's easy to look back. This is the this is the thing with any Oscar year. It's easy to look back and roll your eyes at the choices, but like at the time I think that it's hard it's hard to understand why that was made or not, but especially if you won the year before. Yeah. People must have been wowed by Forrest Gump, if that's the case. But regardless how you how you feel about it, that's pretty impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know the statistics on that, but that can't happen very often. Um, <laughs>
1: I bet it's gonna happen this year. Well, but, it might. Oh uh, so, yeah,
2: we'll see. Um, but I think it's cool, good for Tom Hanks. Um, I think also, I think going back to the opera scene and just the style in general, because that was over, that was an overly stylized scene oh, yeah. in every which way. Lighting and, and I think that. Mr. Demi, is that how you pronounce it? Demi, Demi, Demi. <laughs> Demi. Jonathan, Demi. Jonathan uh, Demi definitely put his mark on this film. Uh, you know, he's I, I I know the name obviously. Silence of the Lambs.
0: This is movie right after Silence. Yeah, of the Land. which is
2: I, that fascinates me too. Not only because again, almost like Tom Hanks winning twice in a row. It's almost like he 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 killed it two mm-hmm. years in a row. It's mm-hmm. that, it's hard to do that, but they're completely different movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive. What do you you think? What do you think about his mark on this film in terms of just?
0: Well, I I mean I, after his, his you know Silence of Lambs and that doing so well both commercially and critically, he could have made a, any type of movie that he wanted after this, and it's so great that he made this movie. I mean, it speaks to his totally to his character, right? Yeah, um, seems it's like anything. a passion project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, today I listened to a few interviews with him, and I mean, he said that. He knew so many people at this time that were, you know, diagnosed and that he needed to bring this to people's attention. And this was Hollywood's first, like first Hollywood movie that dealt with that dealt with HIV and AIDS. I mean, Mm -hmm. right. I think and up until then, 200,000 people died. Yeah. yeah. And this this.
2: was shortly after the the movie was released shortly after. um, I think it was 91 that Magic Johnson came out Mm -hmm. and said that he had HIV. Is that true? But either way, it's like you know. At this time, we take it for granted because we were we grew up in a generation that was educated about this. I mean, to the full extent, you know. You take the scenes in these movies where people like, oh my God, he's touching me, like he put his hands all over us and stuff. You know, that kind of ignorance was like. I think it's just a lot of people back then didn't get it, and this movie must have been hugely important in that education. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because
1: why learn from a science? Textbook when you can learn oh, from yeah. a movie, but it, but you know it's <laughs> well, but yeah. it's true. Is we talk about how like this movie, know, this movie has
2: to be a pop movie because it needs to be seen by yeah you know, all types of people.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like you know you go to your doctor and you get a pamphlet about HIV and AIDS. It's it's like imagine the fact that that has on your brain, but then imagine the fact seeing this and then mm-hmm. I mean that's just huge. Yeah. I mean,
2: but what was the question? <laughs> just about uh, Demi's, you know, Mark in this movie. I, I you know, I mean, if you guys, I just he seems like.
1: I don't know his Mark well enough. I guess I've seen his movies, but I guess I don't. I can't really pick out anything specific. He, that he did he does. just do
2: Ricky in the Flash, by the way. Yeah, I just true. thought that was oh, interesting. No, <laughs> this movie is a, this this choice is more topical than we thought. I think, but. Um, more human.
1: Pictures, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. He just seems to, I, I think, I, I think part of what makes, if you, I mean, look, they're completely different movies, but when you look at the way that Ghost is shot and edited and the way that this movie is shot and edited, I think, I just think he was, you can tell that he was ahead of the game in terms of like, cause I don't think it feels the, everything from the shots to the pacing to the lighting to the stylized opera scene or anything or the way that, um, the way that he was feeling sick in the courtroom and those point-of-view shots, I just there was there's something about it that I can't really put my finger on, but that seemed totally fine and normal and not cheesy. I mean, you could have done those scenes in the courtroom where he's getting sick, and it could have been totally like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh, this is so 90s looking. Like It looks like a crappy music video from the 90s, yeah. and it didn't. I think it looked really well. He did, this is a kind of not even re- relevant, but he did a, if you guys have ever, ever seen Stop Making Sense, The Talking Heads. Uh, yeah. He did that, which is oh, awesome because I right. love I love that you're that right. film. So that's my recommendation. It's not making oh. sense?
1: I have that on DVD actually.
2: So I was curious too, though the movie's called Philadelphia. That was like something I kind of went into and in thinking about. Um, and I was, I, I mean, obviously it takes place in Philadelphia. There's there's mentions of the city throughout. Philadelphia obviously has important. You know, it's a movie about justice and law, and Philadelphia obviously has that—that that, cemented part of American history. That city. But I'm wondering. I mean, do you guys think that this is an appropriate title, or, or how do you? I mean, it's just you know, it's a weird. It's weird to choose. The, I I thought it was a strange title choice, but, you know, we're so used to it. I've heard of this movie for my whole life, mm-hmm. so I I was used to it. What do you guys think, Colin?
0: I'm I'm dumb. I'm into the title choice. I, I mean, as you said, it, the history of, you know, legal the legal system in philadelphia i mean that's where the line all men are created equal was written right but also the fact that you know philadelphia it's philadelphia it's not new york city it's not hollywood it's not you know these it's not miami (laughs) it's not fire island but it's um (laughs) it's a blue collar town and if people are having these struggles in philadelphia which is you know this you know, very American city. Like it can have, the people are having the struggles across the country. Um,
2: it yeah. It happen anywhere. Kind yeah.
0: Of thing, and right? I mean, Philadelphia was also a huge, you know, launching point for, you know, the, I think it was like action, action against AIDS or something was found, okay. was founded in Philadelphia too or I something like that.
1: Um, I don't think it would be the same movie if it were titled anything else because I think that, when you think of Philadelphia, well, for me, I think of their sports teams and their accent.
2: Rocky. Their, their water ice.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> and I think of this movie. Because cheese steaks. Che- Philly cheesesteaks, steaks. Mm-hmm. Rocky. A Philly cheesesteak, steak and uh, water <laughs> ice, and we're going to go down. The Philadelphia Flyers, the greatest hockey team in the country.
2: Silver Linings <laughs> Playbook. There's a lot of movies about Philadelphia.
1: <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny in
2: Philadelphia. anyways <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Um, you uh, say so you think this would be a different movie if it was titled or anything differently.
1: Well, I don't think it'd be a different movie, but it might not be um as memorable or as okay. uh sticking what am I trying to say as it wouldn't stick out as much in like the landscape of uh, pop culture and film. Maybe. Uh, I mean I, 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 no, no, that's
2: interesting. I, I I don't know. I, I, don't I know explain. when I think
1: Philadelphia in terms of film, I think of Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, like, like immediately. I think of cream cheese. In philly, yeah, when right, you in. <laughs> Just yeah. philly represents in. a lot of things yeah right? i mean i don't really yeah i guess that's what i think of the most and it, the title i think is you're right it's weird it doesn't seem to fit at all with anything <laughs> besides <laughs> the fact that it's set there and they shot it there did they shoot it there yeah Yep. Yeah. okay um and you know they could have been shot anywhere
2: uh yeah
1: i there, do you want to so yeah so it? i
2: i asked you guys before the show Pick, uh, to, I'm I, the think, only I think one we, who I think we did this for ghosts, but I I to pick a different title for this movie if you if you could I just think it'd be interesting. Okay, you have one ready. I have one,
1: and it's probably no good. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, what? I was looking through all these like, um, like legal texts. Like, what is something that I could use? And I couldn't find anything. And then I looked at quotes from the movie, and I looked at the quote of when he's uh, citing the opera and he's quoting the opera. And um, I came with love. Came to me.
2: Nice. Hmm. I think that's a good title. Yeah. Yeah. Count. Do nobody, you have one or nobody no?
1: else is you know helping him, and then finally Denzel puts a puts away his prejudices and helps him out. Well, also I think that can even go to.
0: I mean, there's a big part in the film where they're you know demonizing his choices for. His, you know, what what was the word that the lawyer was using? His um, like risky behavior. Yeah, your lifestyle. And it's again, it's like love, love. Like you said, love came to me. I mean, good you know, title. It, it's a good title. If that happened to be the case, and like you know what, I was loving. You know, am I paying the cost for it? Maybe, but like whatever. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, try to justify my my doings for you. I mean, that yeah. it's not your place. Oh, that's a good title.
2: See, I think, I think, I was I was just thinking the you know, the movie that, like, if you were trying to teeter this line of uh, Philadelphia being part of it, but also, like, a the theme for the movie would be brotherly love. That'd be, like, a cool title for this movie, I thought. I just, in terms of, like, people coming together for the good of equality, it's kind of, you know, that's what Philadelphia, that's the other, like, thing about this title, is too, that the city is, like, mm-hmm. it's the city of brotherly yeah. love. yeah So...
1: I, Unless you're a Pence fan, then get out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, mean, I don't know. Maybe like they could just go like the call it the court case title, like the court case. The court case. <laughs> nothing. Not, not, they wouldn't call it the court case. E Beckett, hey, Beckett versus, versus oh, yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. versus Superman. Right? <laughs> Kramer versus <Chris>. yeah. <laughs> Um
2: Philadelphia, though, as far as film titled states go, it does roll off the tongue. You know, you could probably couldn't call this movie Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Detroit,
2: <laughs> like <laughs> it couldn't go. Up. Providence, yeah, Toronto. I mean, yeah. uh, okay. Um, Do you have
1: any cons? Anything you don't like about this movie? I think I have something.
2: I thought Howard Shore's score got kind of distracting yes. every once in a while, yeah. but I think that's the dated thing of this movie. Yeah. The that's people, true. people loved that shit back then. Um, yeah,
1: very over dramatic.
2: I thought that the scene in the drugstore while it helped us as audience members to maybe understand what Denzel was going through it didn't come back to bite him in any way you know where the 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 kid from Penn hits on him
1: yeah i thought that was a little weird it was it was just like so i expected so this that this kid assumes that he's gay because he's defending yeah, yeah
2: that was strange but i also expected that to come back and be like a point of drama mm-hmm. somehow yeah it did, it didn't seem to serve much of a narrative purpose i I think
1: i think it added depth to denzel washington's character because i mean early on he's like kind of poking fun at the fact the idea of being gay like he just doesn't understand it and then when someone finally confronts him uh about like you know you want to get a drink and stuff he like explodes because he's like afraid that Mm -hmm. because he's doing this maybe people will think that he is gay and i kind of get it but there was like there wasn't much of a payoff at the end of him like completely accepting i mean he went to the party the Halloween party which was good and he sat you know he like
2: sorry i just loved his costume I, that's, I that's the like kind it. of costume i would make <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, It's a lawsuit yeah i love it. Get it
1: it's a lawsuit it's great um so i think that was just like one of those moments of him of us like understanding his character and you know he's he, he is a, like an African-American man and historically African-Americans mm. have been much slower to accept homosexual behavior, homosexual homosexuals. homosexuals. Um, so I think that was very important for his character. And I don't think this movie would have worked with anyone else in that role than Denzel Washington.
2: And, I had a really hard role. To yeah, yeah and there, yeah.
1: Were, there were actually rumors that Jonathan Demi at first wanted that role to be played by a comedic. Like person, like apparently Bill Murray and Robin Williams were were like considered for the role, and I don't think it would have been the same movie at all.
2: Oh, I could, I could see, see Robin Williams. Yeah, there, sure. Would
1: yeah. It, he'd just have to grow a beard and he'd win the Oscar. <clears throat> <Robin. laughs>
0: no, but going back to that scene too in the drugstore. I mean, I definitely agree with you. It's huge for Denzel's character, mm-hmm. but also I think that scene's really huge for the audience too. I mean, here we have this tall athletic, good-looking, young black guy mm-hmm. who is pretty manly. He's carrying a football on him. For some reason. <laughs> well, no, th- I think this is b- b- he's carrying a football because it shows your audience that, you know, at the time that, you know, if someone is a little bit of a homophobe that's seeing this movie, you know, a gay person can be into football and be... Yeah, no, no. I mean, I,
2: yeah. I, I, it's a, I get why it's an important scene. Like, I mm-hmm. i get what it shows. I just... I wasn't sure if it... I... I ex- Maybe it was maybe that was the point. Maybe it tricked me to think that that was going to come. I thought like something was going to happen that like Tom Hanks finds out about it and is like, dude, you know, why are you such a homophobe? Like kind of thing. Because like the, you know the things he was saying to the dude in the drugstore were terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought I thought I was expecting some drama to come out of it, but it didn't.
0: Which is, I'm happy it
2: didn't. I mean, I mean I'm happy I think, it didn't. But I would, yeah.
0: I think having Denzel just go through that, you know, change personally is is better. Yeah. Than you know someone scolding him for it Mm -hmm. uh the one thing
1: we talked about the 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 harvard shore music being pretty sappy and when i found a lot of moments in this movie to be kind of sappy i think um and i i think it's just has to do with tom hanks family (laughs) i you know i under completely understand today completely different you know everybody would be super supportive and loving and stuff but and you know but in different ways and i found their family to be like almost too loving and supportive they were just like really lame and sappy about it just like oh we know you love your brother and, and everything and then what does his mom say like i didn't raise my kids to sit at the back of the bus mm-hmm. You you fight for your rights i was like jesus like this is just stupid. Like, they could, there are just other ways to show that they're supportive than the way that they did it in that scene where they're in the house and like talking about the trial. And he's like, oh, shucks, I love you guys. Yeah. I, I think he says that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. shucks. That was,
2: that's a little sappy. Yeah. yeah.
0: It is. But I, I mean, I think to the way that that scene was shot added for that, that melodrama and also the score added for that mm-hmm. melodrama too. I think if it was a little bit more matter of fact. Rather than like it's kind of like being this, you know, like sense of relief almost. Mm-hmm. Like, are they gonna accept him or? And That's if, true. It was, I was if, if, if it was expecting,
1: if it was just like people to be like, uh, you know, but everybody was just hundred percent. I think like... maybe
2: for the purposes of this movie, it's like they they wanted characters to be like, dude, mm-hmm. we're on your side. Mm-hmm. What there is one thing I wrote down about his family um, that I thought was interesting and maybe wouldn't even happen today, but. It's very clear, and it's very clear they want you to know that he comes—he comes from affluence. He comes from a very rich family. Mm-hmm. There's no question. You see that house is ridiculous, which I think is probably a maybe the point of that. I don't know if I'm reading into things or not. That's 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 a that's a premeditated choice. Is that you know maybe they wanted people to think this could happen to any you know you not you don't have to be poor to yeah. get AIDS yeah. right? It's yeah. not it's not a matter of money you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of where you come from any you know yeah so i thought that was interesting it was like an interesting obvious choice Mm
1: -hmm. i'll
2: tell you some of the things i had problems with there's one thing i found in this movie that was completely outlandishly unrealistic and that was
1: him talking about the phillies winning the
2: pennant actually yes but i wasn't (laughs) gonna bring that up (laughs) but they did they they, they were really good back then but (laughs) but uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, was Denzel Washington making a phone call on a cell phone in an elevator in 1993? <laughs> bullshit, yeah. bullshit. I can't you, do that now. You did not get that reception. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a great movie. it's one. You know what? It's one that. Um, I mean, it's not in theaters right now, but I do recommend it, and I think that it's something that everyone should see. I think. I think probably well, a lot of people our age haven't seen it. I, I know I haven't seen it probably because it's like. Look, how often do you want to – how often you, It's not it's it's yeah. it's it, – it's, I mean, it, it's like, Very you know, you, you, to, to go from another movie to time. It's, you don't sit around mm-hmm. right now and go, hey, I really want to watch Schindler's List. Yeah. You know, it's like – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's the same thing. I, I never have been like, yeah, I want to watch Tom Hanks in a movie about AIDS because it's really sad and depressing. But it's a really important movie. I think everyone should see this movie. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're listening and you haven't, if you're this far, um, go see it. You know what makes it even more important?
1: When you watched it again, uh, out of the fifty openly gay uh, actors and extras who had HIV in the film, only f- uh, ten of them lived past the next few years. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, like forty died within like a few years of the film being released.
0: That's another thing I wanted to touch on too. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Jonathan, I didn't even know that
2: that was a thing. That
0: he Jonathan Demme was very conscious about casting and employing people with HIV because at that time it was very hard for people to get jobs and
2: would be hypocritical not to. Yeah. Right, right. And
0: yeah, yeah. I think we, in today we see a lot of times people get in trouble, you know, for most recently with Emma Stone being cast as like a Hawaiian or like trans people being not cast as yeah. a trans character. I think what he did with giving these people jobs is
2: super forward thinking. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, even, and, and sad I mean yeah. it's incredibly sad
1: and it even isn't like there's a movie being made about Stonewall mm-hmm. yeah. and they're like all white and straight yeah right, right. <laughs> so it's like all right.
2: alright you know I actually do want to touch on too really quick the, the whole supporting cast of this film is really great too oh yeah Jason um, Robards and, yeah um, I, Brad, uh, Brad Whitford's in this movie right? who I love he's a great guy I worked with him on Have a Little Faith um, which I, one was I th- he again? He was the guy who uh, was on the stand when, when Denzel Washington was like, "Are you gay? Yeah. Why did you, did you help him lose this thing? Are you gay? Oh, okay. And then I also like Antonio Mandera is, is like, he's really good. He's great. His. I I think I was actually just watching. I was watching Zorro the other day. He's all, I love him. He's mm. great. I watched it's Assassins. I think that might have been my my recommendation one one day on Netflix. Um, he's in that. He's he's amazing. He he does all kind of roles. And I I, I, I don't know. He, I thought he was awesome
0: yeah um joanne woodward as the mom a uh, super small part but like so touching and also great and, last name yeah <laughs> right <laughs> mary uh steinbergen steinberg that is that yeah yep. as the the cross-examining lawyer um, yeah mm-hmm. great God, she
1: was really frustrating after a while but i, I love, love the, the scene then at the end yes yeah.
0: loved that
1: yeah yeah she's like i hate this case mm-hmm. like under her breath like even she doesn't yeah, like Yeah, she doing knows it. it's she, like, <laughs> she knows she doesn't yeah. like doing it. But um also Roger Corman's in it, you know. He yeah, plays yeah. one of the head uh, lawyers. Um
0: Anna DeVere Smith. I don't know her. It's, uh, she's a paralegal Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she she's great there. There. a lot of she was, other yeah. things and does a lot of theater. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. She's the one who talks about her earrings. Yes. 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 She's in an episode of Blackish. That's how I recognized her. Go. I was like, uh, God, "Where is she from?"
2: Hey, shout out! Uh, Roger Corman was born in Detroit, Michigan. Yes, he was. Mm. Well, cool. Um, anything else you guys got to say about uh, Philadelphia? So we wrap this up. Uh,
0: just I mean, I think, you know, between. Oh, hold on, how do I? It was you know, 1993 was a long time ago for us right now, but between now. In 1993, with the HIV/AIDS and also the gay community, that that was a lifetime ago. I mean, yeah, Compared to what's
2: happening, I feel like five. I feel like five years, years ago is a lifetime yes, ago. Yes, yeah. but I mean,
0: we still gotta remember. And not trying to get too political here, but. There's still a lot of work to be done. There's still many states where you can be fired for being gay.
2: I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's look at what's going the, on right now. The I mean, Kentucky yeah, the Kentucky thing, yeah. Whatever course. that
0: crazy
1: clerk yeah. woman. Of course. You know that woman's had three marriages.
0: <laughs> yeah. And here she is like talking about but the sanctity of marriage. the sanctity yeah. of marriage.
1: So no, yeah. Like, I
2: mean, it's still very relevant.
1: Yeah, it's still it. extremely relevant. Um what I really liked about the film were the the little moments of like I like to call them they're just like little angels like uh supporters but what's the actual term uh allies like allies that were kind of thrown in every once in a while like um there's that one lawyer from the big group and they're walking down the um, hallway at the stadium and are at the wherever they put the 76ers play and <clears throat> uh they're like well did you know he was you know faggot and everything and and he he's like well he stops him. He's like, "Where's your compassion?" And they're, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, just like, "They're just like, well, we can't get this. Let this get out." And they're so worried about themselves that mm-hmm. they can't even, you know, "Where's your compassion?" And you have, you have like the, the guy in the um, in the library, the, like the librarian who looked for his stuff, and he's like, "Wouldn't you be more comfortable?" And oh, and nice. you had some people who were looked uncomfortable, but some people who looked at the librarian like, like what, yeah, like what's going on and and you know i just i like that line it's like would you be more comfortable yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <was> a good <laughs> like, line yeah yeah i i really like those little bits in it just of you had like the little bits of people saying awful things like oh, I, those monsters or those animals i don't care what those animals do or whatever and then just you know we've come a long way but like you said there's a there's lot there's still a lot of things like doing. i mean you
2: talk about the, the some of the scenes in this movie where people we're talking about him when they didn't know he was gay. That yeah. that sort of talk is not something that would be uncommon at a locker room mm-hmm. in the LA yeah, Fitness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, exactly. You know. Yeah. So I've right. heard that talk before. I mean, of right? course. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean, like, of course. From, from we,
1: people that I you know respect, it's like,
2: right. guys, come on. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> this is not. We could talk about anything else. Yeah.
2: So definitely relevant. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Go watch it. Amazon. We end every uh, episode here at the Woodwards Filmcast with uh, video-on-demand recommendations. Um, Colin, you want to go first? Yeah,
0: I was going to recommend something else, but I decided to stick in the, the theme. The theme, And um, I'm recommending the documentary How to Survive a Plague, which is on Netflix. It was nominated two years ago, I believe, for Best Documentary at the Oscars. And it's about the very oh. early fight against I mean against you know the CDC and the government to recognize HIV AIDS as a crisis and as a medical crisis and try to get the fast the prescriptions fast tracked it's really this amazing look at this underground movement that had so much of an impact on HIV and AIDS I mean during the 80s when it was people are still didn't know what exactly it was what
1: was that um the hbo film that came out normal heart normal heart yeah i I knew it was like love or heart or something Mm, it's It's the same thing yes it's it's the same some of the same characters yeah 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 i guess i'd recommend that even though i haven't seen it i am planning on watching it um i'm gonna recommend two because i want to go in the same theme even though it's not explicitly about aids and hiv or real people um but the box trolls is on netflix and the box trolls is a lot has a lot to do with um i guess like discrimination Mm -hmm. in a sense and just like fear of the unknown uh and it is done by Leica films who did Coraline and paranorman Mm -hmm. and i may have i may have already um recommended Paranorman before but box trolls is also extremely well made the animation is beautiful it's all stop motion um and it there's a lot of like really impressive uh imagery and animation in in certain scenes and it's basically just about a boy who disappears a long time ago like you know 10 plus years ago and is raised by these trolls that that use like cardboard boxes as like their clothes and they at night come from up above the sewers and roam around and then turn into boxes when somebody's walking by so they hide and there's like this evil awful man who wants to kill them all because they're evil they eat your kids like that they use the case of this boy disappearing to get people afraid of him and there's a lot of like nazi imagery Hmm. and like symbolism for like this man Hmm. and it's really well done um so i definitely recommend that if you love animation and like a film's just they haven't done wrong um uh and and i'd also like to recommend a movie that didn't it's also on netflix that didn't really um get a lot of people to go see it and a lot of people thought it was going to be very funny and it I think it's funny, but it's Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, starring Steve Carell and Kira Knightley. Um, Basically, the world's going to end in a week. And, you know, these two people meet each other. And it was advertised as like a a romp. Yeah. And it's not (laughs) a romp at all. It's a really Mm. beautiful film about um, just love and friendship and loneliness. And definitely recommend that. So,
2: those are mine. Nice. Um. Okay, well, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna change mine too then, and kind of stick I'm gonna stick with the theme a little bit, and I'm gonna mention a movie I already mentioned earlier that uh, is on Netflix, which is really cool, really awesome, which is To Kill Mockingbird, um, which is also I'm finishing up the sequel right now too, so, for the book. And uh yeah, there's nothing that can be said about that movie uh, that hasn't already been said, but it's that's another movie for similar reasons that should be watched every once in a while and that, that people need to remind themselves of the, the issues that still it's crazy how relevant they are from from uh, 50 years ago so um, and then the other one uh, the other one's Rocky I think this is a, another theme you talk about a movie that has to do with Philadelphia and then and, and, and absolutely. Takes on the city as a character. It's Rocky. It's also a movie because they're all. I think they're all on Netflix now. It's also a movie that I'm telling you. If you think that two, three, four, five, six suck, fine. That that opinion is validated. But the original Rocky movie is such a great film, and everyone should watch it every once in a while too. Because it's if especially if you need a pick me up, Rocky's always good. So. Those are my recommendations.
0: I never, I've never seen it, and I saw it on Netflix the other day. And should, and I'm telling you, you should watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have to watch it too. Um, um, I of, you it know, it's, I it's
2: dated, but try to watch it in its historical context because it's very yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, when we got that um, Michael B. Jordan, yeah, um, that movie's coming out. Brian soon. Coogler, well. yeah, right. coming out.
2: Yeah. can't wait to talk cool. the shit about that movie. Yeah. Cool, but um, next week we'll uh, we'll come back here with another film, and we'll. Uh, We'll talk to each other and hopefully what's a cooler fall-autumn climate. Uh, yeah, beautiful. Uh, i <laughs> um, Yes. So we'll be back next week and uh, we will uh, talk about another film. Please uh, shoot us an email at woodwordsfilmcast at gmail.com. I, I, I've, had, I've, had, uh, I've had people talking uh, to me about listening to the film cast and liking it. Um, please... Find us on iTunes and uh, rate us and comment subscribe. about us. Subscribe to us. Also you can, you can now subscribe to us on YouTube. We're putting clips up on YouTube. We're expanding, people. This is we're our, twi- exciting. This is our like, 20th episode, moving. and we're <laughs> fast.
0: <laughs> 20 episode There's blowout 20 episode <laughs> blowout
2: we're looking for more we're going to go 20 strong and then 20 after that and then soon we'll be celebrating our 200th episode so oh go but, but, but we need you guys to comment and rate and subscribe and share so uh, please do and if you have recommendations for our 1990 Movie, uh, please let us know. Otherwise, I think I might be choosing it. So, um, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next oh, week. Alright, so yeah. It's gonna be Forrest Gump. No. <laughs> I was bruised and battered, I couldn't tell what I felt I was unrecognizable this has been myself. a woodwards detroit.com production Fletcher your Detroit avenue to alternative pop culture talk face, oh brother, gonna leave me wasting away the streets of